Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God on this Labor Day. Talk about it and trust that the Scriptures will be transforming our lives. I've had some real technical difficulties. I bought some new equipment. That didn't seem to solve it. Last night, it all seemed to get better. I think it had to do with my internet provider, but let's hope we'll make it through today and, and things will be working well. Thanks for those who came regularly and expressed concern, was I okay, since we're here every day. And the fact we weren't here for a couple of days had some people kind of alarmed and concerned. So uh, no, we're here every day and I've been fine, healthy, and, and it was all tech related. So let's get into today's scripture on this Labor Day. What do you think about work? How do you think about work? How do you look at work? How do you look at your work? Whether your work be in ministry, as I am, or whether your work, shall we say, be in the marketplace, or whether your work be in the home, or wherever your work may be, or even, shall I say, even if you are retired or an empty nester, do you still have work to do? I hope so. God's left you on earth for a purpose, and we trust we'll have more understanding of that today. But when I was in high school, I remember I had a sociology or social studies or something teacher who would mock what he called the white Christian Protestant or the white Protestant work ethic, whatever he called it, a WASP, a white Anglos Protestant, whatever it was. I'm sorry. And I just thought, well, wait a minute, this is just from the Bible. And why do you mock a work ethic? And why do you ridicule that? Well, Let's look at some things the Bible says about work and how we ought to think. Because let me say, our work ethic that helped build our country and make it strong is really under attack today. It's under attack by socialists who basically don't reward one person working harder than another. It's under attack by the whole COVID experience and the shutdown and the lockdowns and for two years, our life was changed, and a lot of people aren't wanting to go back to work. And a lot of people are saying it's kind of like, you know, they, they like to work at home, and, and it's challenging everything. So let's remember and remind ourselves the importance of work in the Bible. It starts with God. And I would refer to John chapter 5, verse 17, where Jesus was, you know, he's being accused of healing someone on the Sabbath. And, and they criticized him and he said, my father's working until now, and I myself am working. Do you have a vision of God as working? That God is moving history forward? God is accomplishing a purpose? God has started with the creation. Six days he worked. Six days he created. Then he rested on the seventh and sanctified and made that day holy, it says in Genesis chapter 2. And then, and, but God, Jesus says the father's still working. In one sense, Jesus has rested from his works. John 17, 4 says he glorified the Father because he accomplished the work the Father had given him to do. This is our second point, but I, that, that as we finish and accomplish God's work for us, we bring him glory. Jesus didn't just work at what God wanted. He finished it. He accomplished it. We want to be finishers. But do you have a picture now of God? I grew up, I've shared this before, this picture of God is like a guy sitting in a rocking chair, long hair, big long beard, just kind of rocking away. But Jesus said his father's working, and Jesus was at work, and the Holy Spirit is at work. 
God is a God of that is accomplishing his purpose. He, now, he's not sweating it. He's not getting tired, but he's working towards his goals. What an exciting thought. And by the way, the interesting thing is he calls us to be a part of that as well. Remember what Paul described himself. He was a co-worker with God in 1 Corinthians. A co-worker. You and I are co-workers with God. Jesus said, take my yoke upon me, upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so we, we, as we work, as we do our work that we're called to, really we're sharing that yoke with him. That's, what, that's the joy and the pleasure and the excitement and the rest of the Christian life, the, the R-E-S-T of the Christian life, is to know that I'm laboring with God and the strength comes from him. So anyway, God's a worker. Jesus is a worker and he accomplished God's work. Adam was a worker. When God created Adam, this was before the fall. He gave him work to do. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. He was to have dominion over the whole earth. This was a job. This was work. He was to till the garden. As a result of the curse and the fall of sin and the curse, now that garden that he was tilling would yield thorns and thistles. Now he would work by the sweat of his brow. What was meant to be only fulfilling and enjoyable work now has become frustrating and difficult and hard work. But God intended from the very beginning that Adam would be a worker. Eve, he created to be right there, his companion, completing him by his side to accomplish the task God had given him. And then in the law, we're told to work. You know, we often, there's a lot of debate and talk about the Sabbath. What do you do? Should you keep it? Is it a law still for us in the New Testament? So on. But I think that often in that discussion, what gets overshadowed is the beginning. Remember the verse says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Then it goes on. This is still part of the commandment. Six days shall you work and do all your labor. But a seventh is a day holy to the Lord. For in six days the Lord created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested. But I draw out in our special attention to the part of the commandment, six days shall you work and do all your labor. This is part of God's command for us. God created us to have meaningful, significant work. It's because he's a worker. We're made in his image. God is not retired. God is not just doing nothing. God is not just rocking away, waiting, you know, for the world to end someday. God is involved. And my friends, I encourage you to be. Remember, your life is significant, right? As long as you're alive. And I know we have on on, on this daily live stream people, young people and middle-aged people, and we got homemakers and mothers that stay at home, stay-at-home moms. We've got dads who are in their careers, starting their careers, middle careers. Your people who watch, you know, watch or listen during, while they're driving at work or all kinds of things. And I know we have some people who have their, their careers finished and they're now retired, but all of us, all of us have significant work yet to do in what God is doing in you and through you, in your families, in the kingdom. All of us have work yet to do. We're still here. We're still here. Let's go on. What else we see here? Of here, the Christian work ethic means that we are to work hard, diligently, faithfully. 
We're not to cheat our bosses out of time by wasting it on when they're paying us. We're to give them, we're to give a good effort, a strong effort. We're not to be lazy. Look at what, G, uh, what Paul said in Colossians 3. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do your work heartily, meaning with all your heart. Do your work with all your heart as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing, that should have typo there on the screen, rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Never forget that. Whatever job you have, what it's, you must think of it as holy. Now, assuming you're not doing something sinful, okay? And I'm assuming everyone here is working in an honest labor. But you're doing it for the Lord. Sure, sure, your boss will pay you. But never, never forget that provision comes from the Lord. Your boss and your job is only the channel through which God is providing for you. Your working is the channel through which God provides and cares for you. If you are unable to work, God would figure out a different way to provide. If you're able-bodied, able-minded, God enables you to find work, and that's how he provides for you. This is our work ethic, and we work hardest unto the Lord. We don't, you know, if it's just your boss, you think, well, he's not paying me very much. I'm not going to give very much, or I'm, I should get better. I'm not going to give him more, and you can have all kinds of attitudes, but remember it's for the Lord you work. And so when you go to work each day, and when you get up and are involved in the work each day, whatever it is, do it for God. Do it for the Lord. Remember that, that the pay you receive, that's just a small part of the reward according to this verse. It's, it, you will receive from the Lord for what you do. And therefore, as it says in, in 1 Corinthians 15, we should be, our Christian work ethic, we should be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, or the work God's called us to do, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. And it's not. Your work is not useless and worthless. If, now, let me say, if you don't see God, many people feel that way. Many people spend their lives working for a company, and as they get older, they say, what was it worth? Was I really rewarded adequately? Was it, did they really understand me? Did I, am I fulfilled by this? That's what people can feel if they don't see God and bring God into their work. It's important with your work you understand, God has called me to this. God has provided this for me. Maybe you want a different job or a raise someday in the future or a promotion. Okay, be faithful where you're at now. Understand God has given you this position now. He may give you a better position someday down the road if, if you are faithful with where you're at now. But what you do, be faithful and understand this is where God has you. And so you do it as unto the Lord, not as unto men. Men will never appreciate you as much as God will. Men will never motivate you as much as God will. And so we're steadfast, immovable, abounding in His work. That's what we want to do. Finally, Let's not forget on this Labor Day that Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, the harvest of souls, the harvest of souls. He saw the people were downcast like sheep without a shepherd. They were distressed. And he said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to pray the Lord of the harvest. God, pray to God 
to send out workers into his harvest. Listen, if you're involved in Christian ministries, you listen to this, or all of us, Christian work is hard work. It's hard work. You're battling for the souls of people. You're trying to help them overcome stubborn habits. You're trying to replace deeply ingrained worldly concepts and values with the truths of God's Word. To shape and mold a human being is hard. It's hard work. You moms and dads know this. To shape your children, that's hard work. And to to reshape someone who grew up not with the Lord and to re reshape them, retransform them by the Word of God and by caring for them, praying for them, shepherding them, admonishing them, encouraging them, them uh, evangelizing them. These things, this is hard work, and it's work that sometimes it's hard to measure because we won't really know the effect of our work until eternity. We won't really know, did, did the seed take, did seed grow, did it, what happened until eternity? And so this is we, we want to remember, even on this day, this Labor Day, let's pray for workers for the harvest. We like to end in prayer here, and I'm going to pray, and we have two special prayer requests today. Peter Thiel, and we were praying for him a number of, a couple months ago. His situation has deteriorated, had a heart attack and stroke, and uh, he's probably in his last days. So we're going to pray for Peter. It seems like, you know, in Ecclesiastes it says there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to give birth and a time to die. And so we want to pray for Peter, and these, uh, he's, he's, he's failing quickly. We want to pray for him. And I also want to pray for my daughter-in-law, Helen, who is now 16 days overdue and in labor uh, with her baby, and, and uh, we're hoping that it comes, well, comes soon, obviously, and uh, that the birth and delivery is fine. So a time to give birth. Ecclesiastes 3.2, a time to give birth and a time to die. And as we see both of these, maybe on this same day, we pray for Peter and for Helen and her little baby girl as well. Father in heaven, we come to you today on this Labor Day, and we want to pray for a renewed understanding in our mind, in our heart, of how you are a worker. Jesus, you accomplished the work God gave you. Father, we want to accomplish the work you've given us. Help us to know. Help us to understand what you've called us to do. Help us, Lord, to know how our career fits into this, how the raising of our children and establishing our home fits into this. Help us to know what how how much ambition to have at, at work. When is enough enough? Help us, Lord, to know what aspects of your kingdom building you want us to be involved in, how you want to use us to to affect and touch others' lives. Help us to identify our sphere where you want us to work. To, to see souls saved and to see lives changed and disciples made. Lord, I believe that all of us are involved in the work of the Lord. All of us are called to this. And so I pray we'd know our part, and I pray wherever we are, Lord, whatever station you have us in life, whatever place where we spend our hours, we would do it all with all of our heart to the glory of God, knowing that it's the Lord Christ whom we serve, knowing that ultimately you are our ultimate Lord, you are our boss, and knowing that we will receive from you a reward for our diligent work. Lord, we do pray today for Peter Thielen. We love him. We thank you for how he was so long a faithful part of this online community. We do pray that in these last days of his life, you bring him comfort, encouragement, and and usher him into your kingdom and into glory in a beautiful way, we pray. And then we pray also for Helen and 
and the, the delivery of my son Tim, Lord, as they have this fourth child. We pray that this delivery would go well. We pray this baby would come safely. We know that she's overdue, and we're concerned for that, Lord. So we pray, give both mom and baby comfort and a healthy delivery, healthy baby, healthy mom, and a and a good delivery, and we pray this would come today. We pray these things, and bless your holy name. We love you, Lord. This is your day, and so we'll, we'll serve you today. We'll be involved in the good work you have for us this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, thanks for being with me. I think we made it through, it looks like. So we're glad the internet's working. We're glad you're with us. And we're here every day, Lord willing. We're here every day, 8.30 a.m. live um, through the week, all week, seven days a week. But you can watch later in the day or you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms, okay? We don't want to be just every now and then Christians. We, want to, we believe with all of our heart there's power in the Word of God and God has something much better for us than any of us have yet experienced. God is transforming us into great disciples, mighty men and women of God. But you need to get in the Word every day. And so if you need some help in that and some encouragement and some inspiration and instruction, need to be edified, join us every day. Come here. If you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe, like the video, share with your friends. And if you're here regularly, God, God bless you. I love you guys. Thank you. You like the video too, and you share with your friends as well. All right? So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord give you strength and bless you. Might you enjoy this Labor Day to be remembering whatever work God has called you to do, do it with all your heart. It's not in vain. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.